This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 29th, 2020, and it's the Relevant Podcast. In Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I think you just got mocked, (laughs) Jesse. Hey, it's, you know... (laughs) <laughs> Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So I, hey, I receive. Let's I receive, go. I receive, brother. We uh, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to uh, writer, pastor Ashley Eland. Uh, she joins us to talk about finding joy in this season, plus a lot more. You don't want to miss that. I, I, I got to be honest with you guys. I'm a little di- not disoriented, but I've been moving things around. Yeah, so here you got a different setup in my office. There. Yeah, totally different setup. I've been working late nights. I, in fact, I was texting Derek the other night. I was I hooked up my uh, stereo back there, and I was air playing uh, at 1 a.m. I'm doing DIY, and I'm uh, like 1 a.m. I'm playing like ni- early 90s slow jams, like really loud. You know, like and his his slow jams playlist is inappropriate. <laughs> Freaking, what a 90s stuff. slow jam R&B isn't inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have That's the playlist that. on private for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, bro. You, hey, I think you need to publish it, man. We're going to be fruitful and multiply to that, boy. Yeah, I'm going to no, let you I, know. I, right now. I have it in private and I've shared it with a few friends and that's enough. Okay. But yeah. yeah. We may have mentioned this too and, and, uh, 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 at some point, but just along those lines is like for, for people that like it been out of shape about like graphic songs, you know, you know like WAP or whatever like calls this big discussion but you're talking uh-huh. about 90s hip-hop it's like man it's like this is so against our faith to have <laughs> these metaphors uh put in poetic form about what it's like <laughs> to make love to your spouse and it's like oh wait there's an entire book of the bible that is just that you know <laughs> so you cameron your 90s r&b list is cool with solomon i think i believe so i but have you guys ever when you're doing diy because i'm finishing up a lot of projects right now have have you ever hurt yourself like Jesse, I know you kind of fumble around and like you. you I've shocked you're not myself. Great. I've shocked myself a couple of times. Oh my okay. gosh! I had a, oh, for real. I don't do I don't do this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm out. Yeah. Last night at at twelve thirty in the morning, I had a first time experience. I fell off the top of a ladder. Okay. Oh my gosh, Cameron! Oh, no, but listen. Here's what happened. It was one of those ladders that had on the top platform. It had like an overhang, like a lip. You know, yeah. like, yep. I guess to put your paint can on or something, yeah. uh-huh. you know, Yeah. and yep. I was reaching for a thing and I'm on the top and I'm like leaning over way to the right. And I've, and I'm standing on the lip part. I didn't realize with all my weight, it snapped in half and the whole thing comes crashing down like Humpty Dumpty, man. It was like, my ankle is the size of a cantaloupe right now. I am, I'm in major pain recording this podcast. So that's oh, my dedication man, to bro. you. Isn't that crazy? So here's my thing. If you're on the top of a ladder, look down and see if there's a lip or not. Because if there's a lip, don't stand on it. That's yeah. what I learned. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all like, it seems like the ladders, it's, you know, where they have like the paint tray in the top. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't even get, I, I don't even go up top three steps. I don't trust them. you like, it doesn't matter how tall. Facts. It's like, okay, Facts. if they're telling me not to step up on this one, I'm not going anywhere near it. I'm going to stay <laughs> three rungs down. Thanks. There's certain DIY people that are all prep. They're all like laying out. They're taping it off. They're 
protecting the furniture or whatever. I'm brute force. I'm just going in shock and awe. We're going to get it done. See what happens. That's what I was doing on the ladder last night. I was like, I could move the ladder. I could climb all the way down and move it over two feet, or I could just lean really far. And so that's what I did. I just leaned and it snapped in half. And now you have a cantaloupe ankle. I've never broken a ladder before in my life. I avoid, I will do almost, I will go to absurd lengths to avoid getting the ladder out of the garage and bring it into the house. Because one (laughs) For one thing, every time I stand on swivel chairs, like office chairs, it can be way more work for me to stack furniture to try to like spelunk up to the top of to change a a high up light bulb on a vaulted ceiling rather than go to the garage and have to bring the ladder in. Because I feel like every time I bring the ladder (laughs) and this is such a a dumb uh, first world problem, but every time I bring a ladder in, I feel like I'm in like a black and white, like slapstick cartoon because I'm like, okay. Hitting everything. Be mindful of what's behind you. I tell myself every time, and I'll hear something like, "Oh, what's that?" I'll turn my whole body and just smack like the kitchen table. Glasses are breaking every time I have a ladder. It's impossible for me not to whack it. At least the minimum is take some paint off a door frame. At the bare guys, minimum, that's happening. Guys, 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 what, what's wrong with a step ladder? Like, what about having like a little mini? You just keep it in your kitchen next to the refrigerator, like everybody else. And then you just pull that out, change the light bulb, and put it back. W- you don't have to I w- get the I would biggest put, ladder you I would can find. Jesse has like very high vaulted ceilings. He I, has. He lives oh, in a cathedral. Okay. Yeah. Oh, got it. I have, okay. I, yeah, I have Say one less. where it's a straight up. It, it, like my living room, it is. It's it is very vaulted, and it's either the big painter's ladder. That's. Every, I feel like you know. Every, it's there's. Is there only one manufacturer of them? Because they're all the same design. This like weird tin kind of steel. You know, they never fully like when you when you like open it up. You always have to like smash down those little things that keep it flat. I feel like they, they always pinch fingers. They've just not improved the design of those big steel ladders for. As far as I can tell, uh, since, you know, the the early 1900s. <laughs> so I bought this thing from Lowe's. I don't know. I mean, if you have like the, the floodlights or whatever, the depressed lights in there, you could have this like long stick yes. with a suction cup on it. You just put the light on it, s- swivel that thing on in there and, and, and you're good to go. That way you don't have to feel like a it's like uh, a it's like a cartoon. bob barker stick that you just a, yes with a suction cup on yeah, the end of it it's yeah. a bob barker mic <laughs> with, with a suction, suction cup, cup on, the stick, on the end of it that, that sounds like I'll, that sounds I'll like something one. i just want sitting on the couch i could like get a diet coke out of the fridge exactly and not even get up. <laughs> i think a long pincher thing would just I, I've, I've wondered why long pinchers aren't just more common in just in daily life old people have them so they don't have to bend down yeah and it's but, super smart because right. Right. It's so much less effort. And, you know, it's. I don't Old know. people have it figured out. Think about it. They ride around on scooters, they have little mm-hmm. pincher arms. I mean, mm-hmm. like, this is a lifestyle that, that we're we, all going to live we one day. aspire to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw Wally. I saw Wally. I know. I know what's possible. Like I get the message of Wally that's against (laughs) consumerism, and this is what will happen to you physically, and you'll deteriorate the earth. But I gotta say. That space shuttle life looks didn't pretty look that sweet. bad. I mean, they were chilling out, playing <laughs> on iPads, drinking giant sodas all day. What's the bad part here? Like, like, are you telling me this is a path of consumption? Like, I get the message of the film, and I'm right in line with it. But I'm just saying, you could have made it more dramatic and made their lives seem bad. Because honestly, they seem pretty chill, you know? They, my only thing about Wally is, you know, they have all this automation, all this wonderful tech. But... 
nobody bothered to like fight obesity. I mean, they probably have a pill in the future that you can lay around all day, pop this pill, and you stay in shape. Yeah, yeah it's called a it's called a treadmill. Like <laughs> they, did, they, did, they left the treadmills at the, on Earth. Like that's left the treadmills, the weights. Like you know, nobody wanted to do a pull up. I don't believe that. I believe people are too vain. To, to, to be on spaceships and just be totally just busted. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, well, maybe all if right. that Venus Cloud City works out we talked about last <laughs> week, right. we, we'll all get to see what's going to happen. I mean, literally, there's a, there's a gym called Planet Fitness. Like, why is there not a Planet Fitness in Wally? For sure. Yeah. But I guess people in, in the future have everything they want at the touch of a button. They don't feel the need to better themselves. It's all about serve me, give me it's not about Again, me I, I get the exerting message. any just, effort. It's just a lifestyle. I actually kind of envied it. I was like, I know, it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I get it's like me tomorrow, when I man. go on a beach vacation or when I go on a cruise. That's wallet. Yeah, you're, you're saying that the future is an all-inclusive cruise that lasts forever, <laughs> and that's bad? Because that makes no, me... See, that is bad. That's awful. Like, I, I, Man, I went on an all-inclusive cruise... By the third day, no. I just wanted to jump off no. the side of the boat. No <laughs> lie. You were the wrong people. Get, Come with me. Uh, I will uh, teach you how to cruise. What, what, you're going to have to teach me because I just, I was done with the buffet. I was done with the, with the karaoke. Cruise. I was done with all of it. Here's I just the thing about, me off the side of the boat. Here's the thing about living in Florida. I'm 30 miles from a huge cruise port, right? So pre-COVID, we could just go down there for a three-day weekend, 99 bucks, all-inclusive, Friday to Monday morning, and just go to the Bahamas for a day, go to private island for a day, come back. Everything's taken care of. That does sound amazing. And we would just go down there like spontaneously. Like we book it on Thursday and go on Friday. I mean, it's like, dude, uh, cruising... Is when this is over, you got to put me in the game because the last time I went, I wanted to literally no, just die. Can it's, we do a can we do a, a live recording on a cruise boat? I think so. I think we should. No, yes. no audience. Relevant it's just on the us ocean. At the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> Relevant Say at sea, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are like this, Derek. I, I'm assuming you're not. If you if you got, if you didn't enjoy your all inclusive, I like being bored. I like when there is nothing to do. Like I can nah. just I can just sit and do nothing all day and be like, that sounds like the best day ever. Like literally, dude, being just sitting by the pool, just, yeah. just getting ice cream it. cones. Just. The last cruise I went on, I've been on a handful. We didn't even get off the boat for the excursions every it was like the best time on the boat because there was nobody on the boat yeah it was like the best, this is the best what I'm sleep about. i ever have is on a cruise ship like because it's like dark cozy cabins that slight Rocking back kind of and forth. bed kind of feel you know so, so Derek, <laughs> if you're not a cruise guy the all-inclusive thing where you just kind of kick back and eat buffets and uh you know blended milkshakes or whatever all day um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what is your what <laughs> what is your ideal vacation you know what? Like the thing is, I like to kick it. So like one of my favorite, one of my favorite things to do is to go to LA and drive up to PCH. But I think it's just being trapped on this, this boat thing. Like when I go to LA, I spend a lot of time on the beach. Like I spend a lot of time kicking it, but I also like to be able to say, all right, I'm about to go down, down here into this different restaurant. I'm about to go here, go different places. Like I'm just not a fan of just, the same thing over and but see, over okay, and so, over again. So they have these mega ships now, like the mega mega ships. So a normal okay. cruise ship will have like three thousand people on it. Yep. They have ones with seven and eight thousand people, and they've got 
zip lines and and water slides, and they have fifteen different restaurants and movie theaters and ice skating rinks. Oh, there's no way in zip lining on a cruise ship. <laughs> just letting you know that. You know, bo- Dog, I have brought my luck would be I would literally go <laughs> off the side of the boat. Like the zip line wouldn't stop. So, but no, bro, it's like, all mega ships for me. Like I agree with you on normal cruise ships. Like you do the same things as boring. These yeah. ships, literally in a seven day cruise, you don't even see the whole ship. You can't even experience it all. It's oh, crazy. Wow. It's like a city. It's a, it's literally a floating city. Yeah. And that's the wow. new mega class. So that's what I like. Those are fun for me because with vacations where I travel, like I travel pre COVID, I would travel a lot for work. Right. So mm-hmm. in and out, it's just the same routine. It's like busy. You're always thinking about where you got to be, what you got to do. So for me, when I go on a cruise, I don't have to make any decisions. I can just shut off by the third day. I literally am relaxed. I can just kind of do whatever. There's no agenda. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, that's what I like about it. So I can like, Shut off. Speaking of chilling I, out. I, I was on the wrong cruise ship. Yeah. Too. You were on the wrong cruise Speaking ship. of chilling out and relaxing. Don't tell me it was Carnival. Was it Carnival? It was That's Carnival. all I've ever been on, was Cameron. It? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Carnival. It's Carnival the, is the Greyhound <laughs> bus of cruise. It's the Spirit Airlines of cruising. It really is. It really is. <laughs> Do not. It looks like you step back into the show Three's Company. It's like 70s decor. <laughs> no. like, it That's, is yes, awesome. No. Yes. That's exactly yes. what I thought. I was like, why do people like this? No. This is, there's, there's the karaoke thing. <laughs> okay. Like, when, there's the, when the Royal swimming Caribbean is like 60 people in the swimming pool. When Royal Caribbean <laughs> or Norwegian, you know, build a new ship and then they, they run it for 20 years and then they're done uh-huh. with this ship because they, they have a new Carnival. ship. They sell it to Carnival. <laughs> and Carnival oh. like, look at our awesome new ship. You, you, you know what You know what the red flag should be? This is the, this should be the red flag. It's called Carnival. When you, If you go to a Carnival, there are two things you know about the Carnival. One, they're dirty and very unsafe. Okay? <laughs> yes. That is what a Carnival is. Man, I'm like, I don't, y'all, y'all, I'm like, man, this must be, there must be like the, the blacks only uh, cruise ships and then the whites only cruise ship. Cause the one I was on, that joint was like, man, I'm telling you, it, it was like a bathroom. Like, it was like, like, it was a bathroom that has like karaoke. It have like this bar you know what? with awful drinks. It have like prime rib steak that tasted like, uh, like ham. It's just like, I'm like, what well, is that, this? That, I don't get it. It should be a huge I, when I go to an actual carnival, I'm surprised when I don't see a fight. Like, that, you know what I mean? Like, like where's the entertainment? Like, people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. All right, all right, all right, carnival is known now. as okay. like the spring break cruise ship, right? It's like just. And a, that's what it was. It's just, yeah. It's like if. But if, it's if, cheap. It's like yeah. if you and I went on, we, we had, we flew for the first time and we were talking about it. And I flew first class Delta diamond status lounge the whole thing and you flew yep. spirit airlines where you didn't eat you had to pay extra for an armrest you know <laughs> yes. yes. and like we're talking about flying you're like i don't like it it was uncomfortable and i'm like oh my goodness it was the most luxurious that's the difference of what we're talking about right now okay. my cruise experience okay. and carnival are very very different okay so okay yeah I, Caribbean. I, this this was this was pre uh Grammy Dove Award Derek Miner. So we was broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I got on me and my wife, we were like, I was like, what is I don't why do people do this? Like I was like, I don't know. And people are like, yo, you want to go on a cruise? We're doing this cruise in the summer. I'm like, nah, B, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Y'all got it. 
Oh <laughs> yeah, my gosh, got it. that's great. That's hilarious. Yeah, where at uh, least at least like Norwegian cl- cruise lines, it's like you know with the car, like it should be a tip off. Like I've never been to Norway, but I bet it's pretty great if they named a cruise boat after it. Like oh sweet, <laughs> we'll do it. You know, Royal Caribbean. Ooh, royalties in the name. Oh, and then there's Carnival, the one place you, you, that you should probably get a tetanus shot before getting on about three fourths of the rides. You know. <laughs> Norwegian has free pass or free, uh, they call it a freestyle cruising and they have 10 different high-end restaurants. They'll have sushi bars, hibachi, steakhouses, Italian, and, and you get like you eat in the different restaurants every night, depending on what you want. And it's like table service. And it's a very different experience. Man, Carnival didn't have no sushi. They had like undercooked catfish or something. <laughs> like it was like, this is like, what? I was like, what is this? Again, because actual carnivals, their whole thing is, let's see if we can fry this. There's a lot of similarities the here. The guy just deep fried a banana. Like, a, what, what is happening here you know like they figured out how to deep fry a slurpee i don't even understand it i don't understand the physics of this but they did it at the carnival they just put a 7-eleven slurpee into a deep fryer and they sold her that kid <laughs> that's Derek's screaming experience that's my don't, don't lie oh hey, look, my hey, i'm letting y'all know it's the truth uh, that was my cruising experience all right so we talked last week we're gonna go around to each of our cities and do a recording mm-hmm. and so i'll i'll say that the Florida one, we'll just drive 30 miles, get on a Royal Caribbean ship, and we'll do ours in the Bahamas. So, I'm down. Yeah. Okay, right. I'm with it. All I'm right. totally with it. For Sounds sure. good. 2021 shaping up pretty good. All hey, right. All right. Can, I, can I, speaking of just recreational things, I know we got a lot to get to, but I stumbled on a video, and maybe you guys have seen this, and it's just, and this actually segues later to my slice. Is it's just discovering an old internet, rediscovering or discovering an old internet gym, and it, you know we're talking about people doing recreational stuff. And someone told me like, "Hey, have you ever watched the the video?" And it's a YouTube video compiled of like Snapchat stories uh, from DJ Khaled, and it's the it, it, where it starts off very funny. So someone edited all the Snapchat stories from one day that DJ Khaled was doing, where he got on his jet ski and he's just jetting around different places in Miami. He goes to a friend's house to have lunch on his jet ski. He goes, he's cruising around every, all day, and uh, but night is falling, and DJ Khaled gets lost at sea on his jet ski <laughs> and, and is freaking out on Snapchat. Has anyone seen that video? <laughs> no. You gotta send it to me, bro. Oh, dude, it, I, I laugh so... You have to sit through the first because he's at the top of the world. You know, he's DJ Khaled jet skiing around Miami. Why wouldn't he be having a good time? Legit panic starts to go in at some point where he can no longer see land. He's showing with his camera. He's like, guys, for real, Why it's real dark. That far? This is stressing me out. Where is he coming from? Why is he going out that far? He can't find the channel markers. He doesn't know any. He's just on the At one point, he's, at, he's on Snapchat. So, yo, if anyone knows Carol, tell her to call me, dog. Tell her to call me. And then it goes dark. It, it gets real really quick. And I was like, how did I miss this? How did how did this gym slip Unbelievable. Alright, well it's, uh, uh, wow, there you go. How do I get out of that? Stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices.
You're listening to This is for Jesse I picked this one You're listening to The Killers The song is Caution Are there Is there any other band In the history of music That sounds the exact same For 25 years Like The, the, the lane the killers Figured out In the early 2000s They're still riding There's no, hey. If it ain't broke you know, you know a killer song <laughs> by three seconds of synth. You know what I mean? It's like us oh, oh, killers. The other thing, just as a band, they're all they played uh, halftime. Uh, they played the halftime show on Monday Night Football this week, and they're somehow aging in reverse. They're Benjamin Buttoning in front of us, like Brandon Flowers looks younger now <laughs> than he did like twenty years ago when when the band first came out. It's incredible. It it really is. Jesse's a big fan of the Killers. I, am. I love the Killers. He he advocated for years for us to cover them in the magazine, and then we put them on the cover. And I think he has it framed above his bed. Oh, it's you know <laughs> I have I so first it's the last thing I see before drifting off to sleep every night. It's really yikes! I'll say this: it's gone too far. It has gone too far. <laughs> yikes! All right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? More DJ Khaled video news? No, I did send you guys that video. It's from 2015. <laughs> and guys, trust me, it's it's a great watch. Um, but I did have something. So I was going to do a story about how climate change ha- is forcing vampire bats uh, to go north. And we're probably going to have a vampire bat invasion in the United States. No biggie. But I decided- okay. we, we have that story posted at relevantmags.com. Yeah. So yeah, 2020 won't quit. Vampire bats are on their way, so let's get it. <laughs> but I, but then I stumbled on a story about a classic about a classic meme. So I do my rounds before uh, on Wednesday, usually every morning. I kind of do my rounds. I just like to keep on keep keep my finger on the pulse of things. So I usually go see what's on see what's on the front page of Reddit. Go to a bunch of different websites. Go to uh, Gizmodo, uh, AV Club, a lot of different kind of culture tech interesting sites. And I saw some. I saw on uh, the the today I learned subreddit that. The Leroy Jenkins video was scripted satire. Um, no, and, and I saw. So I was like, "Oh, that's that's interesting." I I, I had assumed that that video was. I, I didn't know if it was fake or not. And Give context. Wonder, what what video? I, I don't know what you're talking that was, about. That was Clark, a legendary yeah, video. Clark has a clip, and I'll play it in a second. <laughs> so then I went to Gizmodo, and I saw this story that said the makers of Leroy Jenkins didn't think anyone would believe it's real. And I was like, oh, this story's making some headlines today. So the back in 2005, a video went viral of uh, it's it's. So I'm going to describe it visually, and Clark, you, in a second, you can play that clip I sent you. Uh, so what it is is these gamers. It's it's a it, this is pre-Twitch, uh, right? This is before the time when people would recreationally watch people play video games. But these guys were filming their screen, uh, playing the game World of Warcraft. And you see all of their you know, weird little fantasy characters standing outside of a, of a like, castle. And they're all planning you know, how they're going to invade this castle. World of Warcraft is a very involved game that, uh, you know, you, it, it's a lot of technique, a lot of teamwork, a lot of strategy so as they're planning their attack one one gamer you just see one guy like kind of walking around and he just burst in and yells his name Leroy Jenkins and it leads to just a complete massacre uh, Clark why don't you play the clip uh, I think it's a pretty good plan we should be able to pull it off this time uh, what do you think Abdul can you give me a number crunch real quick this is a space uh, shuttle launch yeah give me a sec I'm coming up with 32 point Three three uh, repeating, of course, percentage of survival. Oh, that's a lot better than we usually do. Uh, All right, we thumbs up. Ready, guys. Let's or- do this. Leroy! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and the guy just ran in. Yes! So the guy, the character runs in, and it leads to a slaughter. Like, like he totally just forgoes the strategy, forgoes the plan, and you see one character just kind of bobbing up, and you hear Leroy, and and he and goes in, and he ruins the entire game for everybody. And, and the video goes viral back in 2005, and and for uh, it was one of the you know kind of first kind of video game ish viral videos. Now now you see them all the time, and, and so. Uh, uh, so I was like, oh, wait, there's news about the Leroy Jenkins video? I got to know what this is. I like I read this, this guy. He's just trolling the nerds. That was yeah. so funny. <laughs> so I, so I, I went and I clicked the link and I was like, and I was like you got me. I got to see what's going on with Leroy Jenkins. Well, the makers of the video came out and said, we actually staged it. And we, we tried to, we were trying to do like a satirical comedy video and it totally worked. And we actually tried it a handful of times till we kind of, till the, it hit the right notes. And so I was like, oh, this is fascinating. One of the first viral videos that's conceding that it was staged and it worked perfectly and this and then and then this is what this is what made me curious of like why is this story trending right now because the the people who made the video said uh we we wanted to kind of come forward and talk about this so that people would interview us and give us their platform because we wanted to speak out about net neutrality which is a policy that went into place a few years ago Uh, and so i was like is there news about net neutrality so i'm going down this rabbit hole i'm like why why is this back in the forefront this story's from 2017. Uh, but uh, just like the DJ Khaled, just like the DJ Khaled uh, jet ski thing, sometimes you just got to rediscover things to be like, man, the internet actually is a pretty great place. So sometimes. you just came across this on your normal web browsing thinking that it was a newly posted article. Yes. You were confused that it's it was referencing things that have already been addressed. Yeah. And so then you... Wow, that's funny. Yeah. So you had this editor. whole thing planned up. Yeah, this whole thing. Yeah, this I is what you were clip, bringing today. I sent the clip to, to Clark and everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when did you figure out after you sent the Clark to cl- the clip to Clark? When, we when did you figure out that this was when we were signing on to Zoom <laughs> <laughs> to record this? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I've already committed. I already abandoned the vampire bat thing. Clark has a clip. <laughs> The DJ, the DJ Khaled thing came up organically, but I was like, you know what? That would make me look less foolish because, you know, it's fun rediscovering old things on the internet. I have so. a feeling if we go on a cruise with Derek and we rent jet skis, the four of us, which of course we will do, Derek's going to be posting videos like DJ Khaled at some point. Because like he's gonna oh, be, we're uh, all going to be cruising. Jet skis in, in, in the ocean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no, no. Derek's not gonna, Derek's not going to join you. I'm out. Derek's not, I can't swim. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I can't swim Derek, at all. I was a, Would I you was jet a, ski a, in, a, in a lake? I will not do that in a lake. I will not do this with a state. I will not do it on a boat. I will not do this in a boat with all of your hope. I'm not jet skiing and drowning, my friends. I'm not Derek, jet skiing. Growing Derek up in Florida, said. no lie. Growing up in Florida, parents have I, my parents signed me up at the Y at six months old. They throw the babies into the pool and just figure it out. Like you, you in Florida, you there's water every twelve feet. You have to learn yeah. how to swim when you're growing up here. Derek, so. I I this is real. I was a lifeguard at one point, and now a five so foot you can pool, trust though, with them. Listen. <laughs> The pool was only five feet at the deepest point. <laughs> those are the most dangerous pools because no one's expecting to have an accident in, that, in those scenarios. At least that's what I'm told. Now, 
Derek, I did not make any saves now, but I did prevent a lot of people from moving glass bottles around that pool. So I'm not afraid to intervene is what I'm saying. That's the oh, point. Oh, so if we all went to jet skis and we had our safety gear on and everything like that. If a mishap happened to happen, you would be there and be on the scene. You'd yes, be able to save yes, Derek. I and I don't want to say this to brag, and this is true. One time in that summer, my pool got awarded pool the pay period by AAA pools. No big deal. No big deal. But there were literally dozens, literally dozens of pools that that could have gone to when it came to ours one pay period. So I think you're fine, Derek. It, 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 sounds, it sounds great. Sounds excellent. You got a little sounds excellent. Did really you have to, Jesse, did you have to do this? Y'all know I went to the water park here during COVID because yeah. it's a thing, whatever. We were at, we were in the lazy river and all of a sudden I see like manager like people with cameras and I'm, I tell my daughter, I said, story, something's about to go down. Like, something's happening because I'm aware like Aaron makes fun of me if we're at a restaurant I can tell everybody's life story and I never met them so I'm watching and they put a dummy like body in a tube upside down and it's floating down the lazy river and it was a test Mm. for the lifeguard and so mm. story and I see this dummy thing laying upside down like a child and my whole time I'm like Please see it. Please see it. Because I was afraid the lifeguard was going to fail right there in front of me. And she jumped in and saved saved the baby. Wow. Did you have to do that? No. We had very little testing. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was mainly pH <laughs> levels and things like that. Uh, because they also made us vacuum Scoop and maintain the pool. Yeah. yeah. So, but. <laughs> Fill the time. You know, you, know, uh, you know, the manager would, you, you know, we got, a, I'll say this, we got a little cocky after that pool of the pay period uh, thing and me and my fellow guard. <laughs> I, I got, I feel like I'm a pretty good employee most places I worked. The only time I got reprimanded was a lifeguard job because, <laughs> because I, I was playing pool volleyball on duty, which, you know, was frowned upon. But they were a man down. They needed a player. And the pool was like, what you do? Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh I was trying to be a good, you know, just a good person. But uh, I did get actually reprimanded for that. So, all right. What do you have, Jamie? Uh, okay. I think I've asked you guys this. How many of you have flown since COVID? Me. Derek, Jesse? No. Mm-mm. So I flew last week. I've flown four times now. And um, it's crazy because the, the thing that I hate the most is wearing this mask for like seven hours. I flew to LA last week. And so that's a long day coming from Texas. And so wearing the mask all day is so difficult. But listen, tell me if you guys would do this. All right. They're in Australia. They are selling tickets to nowhere. You get on the plane. You fly, and that plane takes a loop-de-loop and comes right back to where you landed. It's just to have the flying experience because so many people who are used to flying so often and they haven't flown have seen how much they miss traveling, they miss flying, and so they're offering these flights. And in fact, I'll show you, I think the this one airline has already done it once, and they're going to have six more in the next couple of months. And the last one they put up, it sold out in 10 minutes of people buying these tickets. To get on an airplane. Now, one of the airlines is coming from a country that hasn't had a lot of COVID uh, cases. And so the passengers don't have to wear a mask, which I think is a big deal. And so it's like you don't have all the hassle. You get on the airplane, no mask. You fly around and then you land. Uh, To me... I love flying. I didn't realize how much I would miss traveling. And then COVID hit. And I was like, I love this so much. 
I don't think I would pay money to do this. No. Would you guys? That's <laughs> you know, you love I'm flying because you're going somewhere. I mean, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're just sitting in a tiny, uncomfortable seat for four hours. It's also they, like how you explained it, Cameron, earlier with like the uh, the Delta first class and then someone in spirit. Yeah. So this is last week when I flew to L.A. On the way there, I was in like, you know, exit row, regular old thing. On the way back, we got bumped up to first. That's two different experiences. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm not going to pay money to sit in, you know, row 24C next to this person who had his arm halfway over my armrest the entire time. Yeah. I was so mad. <laughs> uh, but I might just get on an airplane if they're going to take me somewhere nice and fly in first class. But I, I, I'm not down for this. But people yeah. are paying money to fly nowhere. That's nope. so strange. That, that's, nope. that's, that's, that, 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 I can guarantee you that's 95% white people. They're Australian. I think that's a low yeah. estimate, Derek. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a little higher than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, you know, there's different color, different people in Australia, but I'm telling you that the Australian population is mostly going to be white people that's on. Well, it's also coming from a Taiwanese airline as well. So, like, you know. I read that the. Ain't no black people there. (laughs) I read that the Qantas flight takes off from a city and goes and flies over three other cities, but it's not allowed to land. But you can look out your window and see the other cities as it then turns around and comes back to your city. It's It's a flight to nowhere, is what it's called. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. That's like. You know, a teacher assigning homework for fun. You know, it's like this. <laughs> something, you know, I, I don't know. I feel a little confused about this. You know, like it's that is not like how you don't have to turn day. it in. But if you want to turn it in, it's due on Friday. If but you, you don't want to turn it in, listen. I know you guys probably it's going to be a very nice uh, weekend weather wise. But I think you'd like to do some hard math problems instead. So whatever. You know. Nah. All right. What do you have, Dirk? Yeah. So um, there's a there's people that are petitioning the FDA. Uh, as far as uh, the food chemicals that are or the chemicals that are allowed in our food. So I just looked and there's over 10,000 chemicals that are allowed to be added to our foods. Wow. Uh, and I mean, one or, or uh, various numbers of that. So that kind of got me on this list of like, yo, what all kind of stuff? I mean, what what are we eating? So I'm looking and there's so many things that are in America that are banned in other places. It's insane. Like farm raised salmon, like the salmon we eat often is banned in most other countries because of the diet that they put it on. Like a lot of the, if you've ever seen farm raised salmon, it kind of has that light pink tint. Mm-hmm. Well, that's artificially made. Yeah. Like they feed chemical pellets to these fish and, and we eat that. If you've ever, are banned. Have you ever seen a, a salmon farm or a fish farm? Like, no, I haven't. Okay, so I, I, every year I go up to Montana and we go fly fishing on the Bighorn River. It's a big trout yeah. area. And I'm not a fisherman at all. It's the only time in my life I've ever fished is on these trips. And one night, like there's this, it's just out in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle yeah. of like Sioux Nation. And there's not that many restaurants, but there's one restaurant that's also like a fish camp. And one of their attractions is they have a stocked trout pond and you can like, feed them and whatever right it is mm-hmm. the most disgusting looking fish like they're fat they're trapped oh, they're man. lazy like you know what i mean it's just like it's unnatural yeah. but that's what these fish farms are doing for our food for salmon and others because it's just so much more economical we can just stock these ponds grow them for nothing feed them junk and then sell them off for cheap you know and it's, it's like crazy it's don't crazy. buy salmon that's farm farm raised ever so what like, kind do you look for wild, wild caught wild, wild caught. caught okay you gotta do wild caught but here's i mean it's salmon mountain dew 
That's uh, uh, that's what this. Uh, why are we drinking Mountain Dew? Yes. Right. Uh, what else? Skittles. Some Skittles are 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 outlawed in other places. Um, M and M's. Why Mountain Dew? Just the caffeine. Uh, I think it's the yellow five. Oh, the, uh, oh. the coloring. That's yeah, in yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, maybe yeah, our liquid five. shouldn't be neon. Yeah. You know, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chlorine washed chicken. Uh, do we have chlorine yeah. chicken that's washed in chlorine? Uh, I mean, they do that for cost-effective salmonella treatment, like these uh, uh, industrial I, farming things. They listen, just yeah. wash it with I, bleach and then off it goes. Listen, it's I, terrible. I, I to be honest, someone's like, hey, would you rather have a chicken that was washed in chlorine or one that was not washed? I'd be like, mm, yeah, this would be safe. Why don't you go and dip it in chlorine? Just one time. <laughs> quick, dip, quick dip and fry it. I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable. I'm a little bit more comfortable with the well, pool, Why, why the can't we just use thing. water? Like, why can't we wash it in chlorine? We have friends here who they, they are farmers. Like, they own a farm and they sell meat. That They told me one time their cows, listen to this, have never even had their hoofs off of grass until they go to the um, the butcher, yeah. yes, because it would it would cause anxiety in them, and they don't want their cows to have because when you're anxious, your blood uh, releases things, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. they sell non anxious cows, is what I'm saying, and so that's what Let's you should go. look for at the store. Where, do you have any non anxious cow meat? Is what you should ask next. Time. I need it. I need it because I'm not trying to eat chlorine washed. I'm chicken. just saying. I'm just saying. I didn't know. You that. know what chills people out? It's chilling in a pool. With chlorine. And so if you're like, hey, man, this cow was super chill out because I got mean, to be honest, he just hung out in the pool all day. And uh, I will say this, it's washing chlorine. So you tell me, riddle me that. Dude, I've watched, I've watched too many Netflix documentaries uh, yeah. about the industrial farming you know, situation what, and, and can the I guess lobbyists. What, can I the, guess what the cover of the, the little thing was? It was like a corn shaped like a grenade or something, right? Like, I feel like <laughs> they're all like all those Netflix ones are kind of the same. It's like, you know, like uh, 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 two forks like crossing over, you know, and it's like, why is that? Why do they make those forks look so ominous? You know, I mean, exactly. After I watched them, I did go vegan for quite a while. But then, you know, I, honestly, I started to reintroduce meat into my diet. But I, I am aware of where the meat comes from you know what i mean like i'm yeah. not gonna eat cheap taco bell chicken you know what i mean yeah. i'm not and they're gonna sure. touch that because that's not chicken you know yeah. like it's right I'm we gonna, were like, yeah conscious. we were vegetarians for years because we couldn't afford like the good meat the non-anxious cows and the you know wild caught salmon and so we just and like, we're not gonna your eat vitamix it. you're eating non-anxious cows and you guys just, i don't know if you've seen me i've been snacking on seaweed you know you can just eat seaweed and it's just seaweed and salt and then it doesn't have all that bad stuff in it Hey, Costco's there you go. I, I got a question. So, so your friends, Jamie, uh, I'd like to do an experiment with them. Okay. Okay. I want to, I want to, I my wanna, friends that have the cows that are yeah, not anxious. Yeah, okay. Because I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, that, that there's no validity to keeping it, the cows chilled out, but I want to give them a steak of like a really mellow cow. And then a cow that was just stressed out all the time. Like, like, <laughs> a, like a super stressed out cow, you know, whatever that sounds like a, like in cow, world, in cow world, <laughs> in cow world, whatever is stressful to them, you know, you know, like, ah, uh, show up to work ladies all, you know, like a one that is just high strung. Okay. Like the Larry David of cows. And I'm going to, I want to have a steak from that. Okay, what I was, a steak from that and be like, tell me which one was not stressed. I, I'm just curious if they could blind taste test and taste the stress in the meat. I'm just going to say they can. I, 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 have, I have a lot of faith in them. Yeah, I, I feel like it's almost like wine sommeliers where it's like, yeah, they can taste the nuance within the 
I mean, this is Texas, right? This is beef capital. Mm -hmm. Like this is Texas. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So they, they know. Yeah. I mean, you can look at pictures and see the difference between healthy animals and unhealthy animals. Jesse. I, I, I'm, I didn't say, can I visually tell if the cow is stressed? You taste it. I could taste it. You know, can like, it's one thing to be like, man, that cow's got bad because under his eyes, you know. But, I mean, like at the grocery store, dude. I mean, like at our grocery store, they have the organic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, farm-raised meat right next to, you know, kind of the industrial farming meat. And there is absolutely a visual difference in, in the again. That, uh, what uh, would cause like, a cow to be stressed out? I was just trying to think. Like maybe they're maybe they're, being trapped they're, in a cage all the time. <laughs> yeah, maybe a cage. It's like, oh, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm late to the to the milking. Come on, people, move it. Well, so here's here's another development now. Since we're talking about this, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this or talked about this, but they're making beef in a lab now. Yeah. yeah. Ground, oh, biomatter. Absolutely. Ground, yeah. I am out, I'm out on, too. The, I'm out. on that. Like, do not cook my beef in a hey, petri dish. I, I, dude, it's the future Whoa. of it's a future of food supply. Uh, it's inevitable that, it's, that, oh that and they would call printed, it beef. 3D printed food, which is, you know, 3D printing can do biomatter, can do can human do flesh, can do can do organic materials at the cellular level that oh, is yeah. a complete genetic duplication of actual genetic material. I mean, they can replicate meat, you know, and oh, thinking no. about the future of environmental change, population explosion, you know, I mean, there's going to be less farming land because of climate change. There's going to be a, a shift and we're talking 50 years from now, bio, you know, uh, you know, synthetically made food is going to be the, saving grace for humanity. So you I think mean, they could actually make it really healthy though? Like it, they yeah. would, okay. They can engineer it to be completely healthy. I mean, they can yeah, make the I'll DNA healthy. I'll just eat healthy. an apple. I'll just eat an apple. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, but what if apples went away? Burgers, I, you know, I, to, I'll be honest, Man. guys. When I, when I want a burger, I don't care if it was stressed out. I, I don't care if, it was, if that cow was dealing with complicated stuff at home. I don't, I don't care if it was a hamburger made in a pizza dish. If it tastes good, I'm probably going to eat it. And, You're it. You know, I'm... I'm probably Smells gonna, good, yeah. sizzles. Yeah, he's in. All right, that's it for slices. Stay tuned. I'm next. Ashley Elin joins us. Rugby jumper around his head Showing off to his friends And then she said He is so hot You're listening to Cookie The song is Little It's C-O-O-K-I-I In case you're Googling it Well, today's episode is brought to you by Podcast creation platform, Anchor If you haven't heard about Anchor yet It's the easiest way to make a podcast First of all, it's free There are custom tools that allow you to record And edit your podcast Right from your phone or computer Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, Ashley Eland is uh, the formation and preaching pastor at Mars Hill Bible Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. She's also the author of Humankind. She sat down with our very own Tyler Huckabee to talk about what the church might look like on the other side of the pandemic 
and finding joy during this challenging season. Here's part of our conversation with pastor and author, Ashley Elin. Let's start by talking about church. What does church look like for you all up there now? So right now, church is online still. And I am um, no stranger to the fact that for some, that's great news because we're taking our time. And for others who are watching from the outside or even for those in our community, it's like, why weren't we meeting yesterday? And I think as a pastor and as a community leader, um, the work is to call us to rally around something even deeper than our preferences on how and when we meet and to call us to a greater altitude um, and to say that for literally generations, like thousands of years, the church has found ways to reconcile their differences of opinion in Christ. And how is this opportunity inviting us to do that now? So we have plans to open up for our first in-person option October 4th. Um, but for many, that's really late, you know, and for some, that's too soon. And they're like, I don't care when you open, I'm not coming yet. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been a really good exercise in putting, um, practice to what we've preached in many respects on what unity looks like in a community that I actually take pride in saying is so varied in our, um, diversity of opinions and, and even individual beliefs. You know, over the past few months, we've seen a few people, some sort of influential people, uh, protesting for the right to go back to church and, and holding these big uh, events uh, defying COVID-19 guidelines. What would you say to those people uh, who are leading these things, if you could? Well, first, I'd say, you know, I would hope that we would, after the conversation, have other things to discuss in the way of how we're advancing the kingdom in our individual context, right? And so there's that, like, this has have to be the only conversation we have. But we've consistently said we are going to move forward in using discernment alongside compassion. And I think once you dig deeper into your individual community, I mean, I know folks who are um, battling some really serious illnesses or who have uh, really great reason to want to be cautious because of a compromised immune system. Um, my viewpoint is that for those who are on the fringe, even um, health-wise or physically, it is the church's job to sacrifice their own wants and desires in some aspects to rally around the needs of um, not the least of these in terms of stature or spirit, but the least of these in terms of need. And specifically right now, there are folks in my church community who have massive need for protection health-wise. Um, and so, you know, and my family might need something very different from someone else's family, but we recently pulled our community and I loved a response. Someone said, you know what, I actually don't think masks are necessary and I wouldn't want to wear one if inside the building but I understand that a lot of people hold a different viewpoint and I'm willing to wear one for the, for the betterment of our community and, and for, for the mutual flourishing of our community. And I just was like, I loved that response because it acknowledged, no, I don't necessarily want to do this, but I'm willing to for the sake of the whole. And so we've consistently said, um, 
you know, we want to make decisions with discernment and compassion. And I think it's different. I recently told our church that my family personally knows four folks who've passed away from COVID back in Chicagoland. And two of our family members are still battling in Chicagoland. And that changes the perspective um, from it being a talking point to an actual experience. Um, And I think that's helped too when we talk about that with compassion. A sort of, uh, obviously, the the other issue here is the Black Lives Matter protests. I'm just curious what the uh, energy around Black Lives Matter and those protests have been like for you and your community. We've recently gotten to conversations around perhaps increased learning around the difference between the slogan and an organization. That's, That's where the conversation tends to land right now. And yet, a bunch of us still showed up months ago after... Ahmaud Arbery was killed um, and showed up downtown to peacefully uh, show up and proclaim that, no, we weren't going to um, allow the perpetuation of um, racial injustice in our, in our city. And actually, Breonna Taylor, her family's still in Grand Rapids, and so that was big for us. Um, so we did show up, and um, lots of questions. I think there's a little bit of fear in the unknown of what is Black Lives Matter, um, but you know, I think that biblical justice um, has has to be looked at as not just something we talk about, but something we show up for. And if I'm if I'm leading our community well, we are going to talk about this on Sundays. We're going to proclaim who Jesus is and what that looks like from from a biblical standpoint. But we're also going to show up, and that might mean we're misunderstood. That might, that might mean to some, they won't get it. Or they'll slap a label on who we are as a community. And that's, that's what it's, that's kingdom living in some cases. Something we hear a lot, something that's said a lot uh, that I'm curious for your opinion on is people who say they do, they do believe Black Lives Matter. They care that Black Lives Matter, but they say they can't support the organization Black Lives Matter. They can't support the, they, they can't check every box on the website. Uh, what would you say to them? I'd say, okay, so let's put the website down and let's talk about the people in your actual life. And if um, you've got Black family members or Black neighbors, your kids are in school with, um, uh, other black families represented. Um, what does it mean to show up in the way of justice and equity for the actual people in your life? And if we can't name any, let's start there. So again, I think I'm interested in moving away from, do I agree with everything on a website statement um, or statements on a website to going, we need to translate this into actual human living and what lives actually look like because it doesn't matter if I agree with it on a website or not if it's not actually translating to my actual life there's not much to talk about here um, and so I think we've been stuck a little bit from like the yard signs and the hashtags and all of that that's great and we can talk about virtual virtue signaling if we want to but I'm more interested in when uh, it's we can't see any of that but I observe your life. Do I see you showing up for folks who have been historically marginalized? Do I see you showing up for people on the fringes? Do I see you giving your time and your resources and your energy and your voice to folks um, who've been silenced and and, um, who've experienced um, so much inequity um, for generations?
is Ashley Elin. Make sure to check out her book, Humankind, How Reclaiming Human Worth and Embracing Radical Kindness Will Bring Us Back Together. It's available now wherever you get your books. Stay tuned up next to your feedback. Depression sneaks up on you. Maybe you didn't notice when the slow burn of despair first slipped into your life, but you've definitely noticed its effects. Turning to God feels difficult, sometimes impossible, now that you no longer feel like the person He made you to be. In his new book, Flirting with Darkness, best-selling author Ben Corson wants you to know that you're not alone in feeling this way. Like Ben, you're one of the many Christians fighting an intense battle against mental illness. Even if you feel too weighed down by depression to rejoice in Christ's love, Ben's childlike wonder and biblical insights will help you to witness how God can transform your spirit and free you from the bondage of mental illness. In Flirting with Darkness, Ben will help you grab onto the right tools to reject hopelessness and embrace the abundant life God has in store for you. Flirting with Darkness is available now. Find it wherever books are sold. listening to group love song is inside out okay it's time for your feedback last week we talked about the fresh prince of bel-air mansion going up on airbnb we got talking about airbnb experiences so for the question of the week we asked you your most awkward or memorable or crazy airbnb stories you guys hit us up on twitter at relevant podcast and you posted you sent us dms sent us messages on the relevant magazine instagram as well here's a couple of our favorites Okay, this isn't from uh, a listener, but I asked my husband, Aaron, because I told y'all, we stay at Airbnbs a yeah. lot. Yeah. And he told me, I said, have you ever had a crazy experience? And he said, yes. It was an Airbnb in, here in Austin that he's taking a bunch of pastors to, like, cool and vibey. They were they were going to stay there. The pastors were going to stay there. And this is where I would, if he was here, I would question him a little bit because he said they opened up the drawers, which was, do, is, is that okay in an Airbnb? He opened up the drawers and there were a ton of sex toys and blow up dolls and then all kinds of kinky <laughs> cl- costumes in the closets. And he had all these pastors staying there for the week. So that was his experience. All right. So I'm going to tell mine. I actually have a couple. Uh, first one is if somebody got an Airbnb in Chattanooga and you found a knife under the mattress, I'm sorry. It was me. And you I'm, left I'm, it? I'm, it's I, yeah. I was terrified because I read this thing about. I was reading, you know, it was like one of my, I only been to Airbnbs a couple of times and it was like, both times were weird. And this time I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a little knife on me just in case. And I accidentally left. And when I say a knife, it's like the big, you know, the, in the butcher, the rat, like the big, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest one. knife that's in the rat. <laughs> yeah, it's that one. So I'm sorry if you went to Chattanooga and found that there's not a serial killer there, but I probably <laughs> hey. scared the crap out of you. And the next one, and the reason why I felt this way is because I did one during Grammy week in LA. My partner's like, yo, check these pictures out. It's going to be baller boss. So we get up there and there's like these Russian dudes, like with their, Right outside the apartment, they you know they got the deep V, hairy chest, and and, and it's like we're, we're looking for the Airbnb. And he's like, talk to Sergey. So we go talk to Sergey, and Sergey gives us his room. We go in the room; it's mad small, and I'm like, yo, it's missing though a room. 
So apparently the room was behind this bookcase that spun around and inside that there's a bed. The walls were all dirty and crusty. I was like, fam. And then at night you hear there was this like it was above a nightclub. So all you were here is like drunk people like that. And then you somebody pulled the dog on fire alarm at night and just there was pandemonium in that joint. Like so uh, Airbnbs. I have I'm I'm probably like I'm one for three with Airbnbs right now. I stayed at Airbnb one time and it had like a door that was the creepiest door to like an, a basement or something you've ever seen, and it had locks on my side, which made me feel safer, but also maybe why very curious of who who or what was being locked down in that basement. I mean, it's just better. <laughs> That's scary. Better not to know. Yeah. Erb uh, uh, hit us up on Twitter. She says uh, when I worked in hotels, people would come in looking for a room, saying that the house they rented on Airbnb was a fake list. And the house was actually for sale. The staged pictures used to sell the house were what they used in the listing. And they showed up and the house was nothing like the pictures. So they left and went to the hotel. She says this happened more than once. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's kind of like Derek's situation. Yeah. Th- this one comes This one comes from Caleb. He says, they took students to a trip uh, uh, to Florida. Our AC went out the, of the rental the first day and they said they would send somebody out to look at it. We came back to the house in the afternoon. One guy ran upstairs and changed and came back down for, for a small group. While we circled up in the living room, a masked woman came down the stairs carrying a power tool. All the kids ran out of the house screaming. They had never informed us uh, someone was in that someone was in the house working. Door was locked when they arrived, and no vehicle outside. Apparently, the maintenance uh, uh, lived next door, and she was upstairs working on the AC unit. And every time they came home. uh, the, uh, to the house that time uh, during that trip, they said they did a they did a sweep of the house like they were a SWAT team to make sure there's no mask maintenance workers lurking in a bedroom or something. That would be terrifying. That's terrible. I ain't gonna you know lie, that would be terrifying. You know what's funny when they when they said there was a mask woman? Like you don't even think that's weird. I was like, oh, maybe she, it's COVID. Like she has a mask I, on. I, I was <laughs> envisioning like a Jason hockey mask situation. Yes, that's yeah. what I was envisioning. Yeah, I was sure. thinking she was just you know she's taking precautions. Yeah, that's funny. All right, well, there's more feedback for that came from. Go check it out on Twitter. Okay, it's time for editorial question of the week. Well, earlier, Jesse talked about a classic uh, viral video from, what, 2005? Yeah. Leroy Jenkins. And and also the DJ Khaled video. So, internet gold mines. You know, that a lot's happened. A lot happens every day. I don't remember what happened last week. So much is happening all the time. There's these wonderful gems that come across our feeds over the years. And we love them. And then we forget about them. We want you to send us some of the best classic viral clips and and things that you've thought are hilarious that would work in an audio format. Maybe it's a video, but the audio has got to be funny too. So kind of like the Leroy Jenkins one, stuff like that. We just nostalgia, you know, yeah, just kind of exactly. want to relive so funny. highlights of internet culture. All right, hit us, <laughs> hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post on the episode post on the Relevant Magazine Instagram account. Thanks to Ashley Elin for joining us. Uh, you can check her out on Instagram at Ashley underscore Eland, A-S-H-L-E-E underscore E-I-L-A-N-D. Hey, and while you're online, you know, clicking around on things, checking out the feeds, the buzz, the trends, uh, check out the all new relevant magazine.com. 
We are uh, publishing stuff there every day, all day. Our new podcast, we're going to be launching new video content almost every day. Uh, we have new podcasts launching. Uh, we have our features. We have slices. And guess what? We have the September-October issue of Relevant Magazines available. Just click on the Magazine tab. Uh, it features Maverick City Music, Jordan Lee Dooley, uh, The Rise of Christian Nationalism, uh, Ava Brothers, great stuff. Go check it out. All of our long-form content. Um, it's available now at relevantmagazine.com. And then we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Jamie Ivey. Derek Marner. All right, we'll see you on Friday. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at RelevantMagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. When I go to an actual carnival, I'm surprised when I don't see a fight. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.